Eight minutes to eight. Morning, Adam. Plans for a second referendum in Scotland. This presumably after the whole Brexit issue. Well, partly that. Yeah, you're right. In that 62% of Scots voted to remain in the EU and therefore they weren't happy that the whole of the UK still goes with the overall vote. Although, frankly, that's true of other parts like London, for instance, voted to remain. But I don't know. They don't want to put up and shut up. Um, and a year ago, I suppose, there was a big surge as well for the Scottish Nationalist Party. And any party that has its sort of political aim stated in the name of the party tells you that they're not going to just uh, roll over over and stop this. So, Nicola Sturgeon's announced there will be a consultation period next week, which could well lead to a second Scottish referendum on independence. Not from the EU, but from the UK. Although, if they wanted to be EU and not UK, they'd have to do their own negotiating, I suppose, on that. There is an element, of course, of, oh, no, here we go again. And it does take a bit of money staging a referendum of any kind but somehow this was always going to happen wasn't it because of the scottish nationalist surge and the brexit decision but weirdly john how i don't know i, I find this quite hard to, to get my head around but three years from now potentially we could be an un-european un-united kingdom this wouldn't be the uk report this would be the k report possibly isn't that extraordinary and he got an escaped gorilla where's this london zoo yep uh, a male gorilla got out of uh, his enclosure. They say that he went from a gorilla area to a keeper's area, so he wasn't quite doing the full King Kong, as we might call it. He wasn't throwing cars over hedges and that sort of stuff, but Kumbuka, all 150 kilos of him, actually, he might even be more than that, I'm just doing my maths, 29 stone, 180 kilos, really, 180 kilos. He had apparently lost his temper and got out of gorilla kingdom, and witnesses report him being really angry and banging on the cage. And at one stage, visitors were being herded around. There were some who took refuge in a, a bird enclosure. Apparently, this was a bit spooky because things kept moving in the bushes. You could imagine birds in there, <laughs> not a gorilla. Um, and others were shepherded inside the cafe at London Zoo and escorted away from the windows, apparently. In the words of two visitors, Hannah Hobbs and Charlotte Neald, it was like being in Jurassic Park, they said. They may need to get out more or stay in more. I don't think it was quite Jurassic Park, but okay, they had their, their moment. Kumbuka um, didn't have an unhappy ending. If you remember the gorilla um, at Cincinnati Zoo, yes. when a little boy fell in and, and he got shot dead. Well, Kumbuka was shot with a tranquilizer dart and taken back and is apparently his normal grumbly self. But he had nearly two hours with a mini taste of freedom. I wonder if, like the Scots, he'll, he'll have another bash. What do you think? Because we had Max the gorilla where a, a escaped ro a robber ran into his cage and shot Max the gorilla. Thankfully, he survived that, but the poor old robber got a hell of a fright. And Ranulph mm. finds this extraordinary adventurer. He's got a bit of a problem. He has. Uh, the world's greatest living explorer is how he's called in the Guinness Book of Records, and he's done unknown, umpteen things all around the world. But Sir Ranulph may have met his match in Whitehall bureaucracy because he's 72 years of age and he had to abandon his last attempt, but he still wants to do this thing of traversing the Antarctic on foot in winter. Um, but the Foreign Office basically has told him, no, you can't, you won't be officially sanctioned. And he says it's because the Foreign Office will be embarrassed if he died on the expedition, that they would okay something on which, at least that if he got into difficulties, there he'd be 8,000 miles from rescue in the middle of a blizzard, in the middle of winter, unable to be rescued and so forth. So Saranoff admits, because of bureaucracy, this is a bucket list trip that 
may have to be left unticked, therefore. And this is a guy who's conquered Everest and the Eiger and the Arctic and a marathon across the Sahara. But when it comes to red tape, it's a bit trickier, isn't it? <laughs> He's mad. Imagine you've got a fear of heights and you climb the Eiger. I mean, that one was really crazy. Adam, thanks very much. Indeed, we'll chat to you on Monday. That's Adam Gilchrist with our UK report.